Welcome to the Sales Hacks Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association. It takes a while to build that relationship and discover what the limitations for that particular sales lead are, where that company for that sales lead is going. And with everything changing so much in today's world, it changes how that sales funnel looks. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com. And remember to subscribe to the CPSA podcast through iTunes, Google Play, and more. At the top of today's multi-channel funnel sits not just calling, events, and referrals, but social media, SEO, very content forms, paid search, and much more. So how do you create a sales funnel which draws on multiple channels to produce interest? engagement, and conversions? How do you prioritize types of leads, analyze sales cycles, and ensure that your sales team is at the heart of your company's outreach? In this episode of the CPSA Strategy Podcast, top sales influencer Leanne Hovland-Smith will offer her take on how to construct a powerful multi-channel sales funnel and the culture needed to build solid and sustainable sales strategies. Leanne Hogan-Smith is Chief Results Officer at Advanced Systems. Leanne is a people and process problem solver for SMB executives and sales professionals in rapidly growing markets. She has 25 plus years experience in private and public sectors as an executive coach and workplace culture tactician. Leanne is a published author and recognized speaker who brings common sense solutions. Leanne Hoagland-Smith, welcome to the Sales Strategy Podcast brought to you by the CPSA. It's, it's great to have you with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Bill. I'm looking forward to having this discussion about connecting the dots. Let, let's jump straight in. Uh, the first question, perhaps a, uh, it seems a simple one, um, but perhaps it's not. And, and, and that is, what do you define as a, a sales funnel? I think a sales funnel um, really is a misnomer. I think it's really more of a marketing slash sales funnel. So it's it's not just the the qualified sales leads, but it's the the opportunity for what just general sales leads. And as you build the relationship, because we know most people don't have a need when you reach them the first time. It takes a while to build that relationship and discover what the limitations for that particular sales lead are, where that company for that sales lead is going. And with everything changing so much in today's world, it changes how that sales funnel looks. I always thought about the sales funnel being more of a tunnel. People working with the sales lead, walking them through the tunnel as opposed to the old sales funnel of letting gravity eventually pull everything down. Thinking about the very top of the sales funnel or the sales tunnel, 
can you can you sort of highlight different channels that that go into that sales uh, funnel at the very top? So perhaps that's email marketing, for example, or search, well, or or good old fashioned uh, telephone calls. It could also be looking at the local newspapers, local business magazines, finding out who's doing what, sending notes of congratulations. It also can be LinkedIn, which has become a very popular uh, uh, prospecting channel outside of the direct mail and buying lists. It can also be sales referrals. All of those are at the top. You know, um, again, you can also have the, the leads or the inquiries from websites. As long as you have some idea of who your ideal customer is, what target market you are going after, and how your solutions may work with that target audience, you know, your, your sales funnel at the top is, can be very broad. That's why it's a funnel. You really don't know, and you don't want to lose any opportunities. Tell us more about some of the most productive channels that you've found in, in your career. The most productive are two is referrals. And then the other one has been um, content marketing, um, using an education-based marketing approach where you're educating people through your content. I guess a third one, which has worked when I do it, is offering items to be bid at silent auction events. And I will offer a coaching package. I'm, I'm getting about a 75% um, close rate on those. You know, uh, a forward-thinking salesperson, um, they have to do a little thinking about what is going to work for them, and sometimes thinking a little out of the box too. Now let's uh, let's imagine that you're going into a, uh, a a company, and they don't really have a solid concept um, of what that sales funnel is for them. In, in your experience, what is the best way about going about creating that strategy where you've got different people in different departments coming together and building leads and, and they're dripping down to a point at some point where, where a salesperson then takes those and tries to convert. When we look at strategy, <clears throat> what does strategy mean? And strategy means, comes from the Greek for a general to deceive the enemies. And then we have to also back up a little further and say, how does the, our sales strategy work with the overall organizational goals? And a lot of times my question is, what is your strategic plan? Where are you going with your strategic plan? And then how is sales part of that overall strategic plan? What I've experienced that many times sales managers are not necessarily aligned and then you have some counterproductive behaviors happening. Then you start identifying right down your ideal customer. I mean, this is pretty simple, but I can't tell you how many companies don't have either one profile or multiple profiles of who is their best ideal customer. And then the next thing I encourage them to do is when you're looking at your sales funnel, especially if it's hurting, is go to your existing customers and ask for referrals. That is probably the easiest way to get new sales leads into the funnel. You know, if you have a loyal customer who's been buying from you for a while, he or she should have at least one or two people that they know who could benefit from your solution. And I, I think that is the initial strategy. And then you go through and you look at your data and you start becoming very specific as to who you're going to target. 
what I sense a lot of times is happening is we have something called Captain Winget out there. Um, Sales managers receiving pressure, whatnot, start spraying their actions all over the place, and then they start praying something will stick. This is a time to be very intentional. Identify. Work those target markets, those sales leads you have. And always ask if you can, you know, is there somebody else? It defies logic sometimes how people put together their prospecting lists, so to speak. There, is, there isn't a lot of intention. There's not clarity. And then they wonder why they don't have success. Okay, so let's talk a bit about that intention, that that clarity, that purpose, that focus. And and you're absolutely right. Here, here's you and I talking about how, how do you create a strategy uh, which leads back into the sales funnel. But to your point, first off, it's about knowing the personas of your customers and understanding what your unique selling points are and whatnot. If we now sort of switch a little bit and and focus on who's responsible for, for certain channels, do, do you feel that there are certain channels that go into the sales funnel which are the domain say of of the marketing team so content and search would be areas managed by the marketing team with that persona in in their mind or or actually should the salesperson be involved i definitely think the salesperson should be involved because the salesperson needs to know what the marketing people are doing the marketing people need to know what the sales people are doing and for many smaller firms even if they have a sales manager there's a great likelihood they're going to have a sales manager and they're not going to have a marketing manager. So there's definitely has to be communication between both. It's not two silos. You know, how would you feel as a salesperson You're going in and you're talking to someone and they make a comment about an article and you're clueless as to what was in that article or the contents is an error? I mean, that, that could be a real disaster. And for the marketing person not to know the need because they should be talking to salespeople well, what are some of the obstacles, needs? What are your customers looking for as far as content? I read recently that the, the successful awardee of a contract, his or her content has been read by the decision maker, and he, and he or she, the decision maker, has read five pieces of that content. So the salesperson needs to know the content and may actually be helping writing the content, and the marketing people need to know what the salespeople are experiencing. I think this whole concept of marketing being in a silo like years ago, you know, kind of the Madison Avenue types, the advertising has has been disrupted because of technology, because people now are looking for content. I think that gives them insight from a decision-making perspective. Okay, what is this company like? How are they thinking? Can we work with them? So the content is turning more into a psychographic um, information as much as salespeople look to the demographics of their ideal customers and some of the psychographics. I think buyers are now looking at the psychographics of the vendors. You touched upon some of the problems and and the issues when it's done incorrectly. Let's talk a bit more about um, what happens when you get it right. What, what, What happens when you've got awesome content happening, uh, which is being reviewed and influenced by the salesperson. It's not just, you know, the domain of the marketing uh, team. What, what does that uh, sales funnel look like suddenly? How, how healthy is it? How, how, how much can a sales team expect to get in terms of leads from a big and healthy sales funnel? I don't know how much 
all I would say that if if it's all in alignment, they should be quality leads. So theoretically, they should be converting those leads into sales. The only misstep might be is that they may have an expectation to convert the sale too early. It doesn't look that much different, except I think the only difference is, is there more intentional conversations? So marketing sits down with sales and saying, okay, we've developed all this. These are the leads we've seen coming in. What have you done with them to the salespeople? And conversely, the salespeople can say, okay, we're not getting these kind of leads or the leads we're getting are not really qualified. What can we do to improve the quality of our leads? So the ultimate solution or end result is that they're communicating, they're improving the process so that the quality of the sales leads improves as well as the quantity. We've uh, we've danced around something else, but we haven't actually really spoken about it yet. And uh, that's the role of the CRM in, in all of this. What's your take on, on, on using a CRM I, as part of I, the sales I think company? every salesperson needs a tool to manage his or her interactions with sales leads. For myself, it's an Excel file. Old school, I enter all phone calls, I have a process, I know how to put them on the next sheet if they're a sales lead, I plug them into my calendar, you know, because I, being a solo entrepreneur, I don't have to manage a lot of sales leads, and I can't, I'm one person. The challenge with the CRM is that it is a relationship tool, it's not necessarily a a selling tool. So it becomes, how do I better manage my sales time to get improved results? Some of the benefits um, of, a, of, a, of a CRM are about helping to qualify the strength of a lead, the warmth of a lead. Do, do you use any sort of process like that with your Excel sheets? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. I use the Excel sheet to continue to nurture relationships to make sure I honor the commitments I make. When I tell a client I'm sending you something, then I just make a note in the Excel sheet, I did it, can highlight and whatnot, and I know from my calendar what are hot leads and what are cool leads and whatnot. So it's, it's been over time. Um, my Excel sheet also looks at uh, marketing opportunities. You know, did I get this marketing opportunity or that one, like this podcast is a marketing opportunity. It's already in my, it was in my Excel spreadsheet. So I'm a little, I guess, different, but I use the tool. And I think that's the emphasis. Whatever CRM you use, once you find one that works, you need to use it. So you'd say, regardless of whether you've got a little black book, whether you've got an Excel sheet, whether you you pay thousands of dollars for Salesforce, use it or lose it. That's absolutely because somebody else who's more successful is probably using it. Before we wrap things up, if you were to summarize um, or to offer one lesson that you would hope people would take away from from this particular episode around uh, how to build a multi-channel sales funnel, would you say it's organization, um, process, (laughs) making sure you've got that little black book in in whatever format it is, or or is there another lesson that you'd like to leave? Say it goes back to assess where you are as far as your strategies and everything. Clarify what does that look like for you when you look at your goals and then execute. And then when you finish executing, come back, reassess, re-clarify, re-execute. And if you adopt that 
attitude or that process, assess, clarify, execute, I think you're going to have sales success. Thank you very much. Leanne Hogan-Smith. You're welcome. Thank you for being our guest today. And thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Sales Hacks Show. Learn more about the training and benefits from the Canadian Professional Sales Association at cpsa.com.